FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. It is 8.22 right now. You're listening to WGNS on this cold Tuesday morning, today the 16th of January, and the temperature outside around 10 degrees in downtown Murfreesboro. Joining us now, we have the director of the Rutherford County Library System, Rita Shacklett. Rita, good morning to you. Good morning, Scott. How are you? I am good. Well, I know starting off this morning, we should say that the Rutherford County Library branches are closed today. They are. They're closed today and tomorrow with these cold temperatures. The snow and ice is not going away really quick, and we don't want anybody to get hurt trying to come in to get materials to read. <laughs> uh, definitely, and uh, it's going to be even colder, I believe, early Thursday morning and then again early Friday morning, and there's a chance of more snow on Thursday and even rain, which is going to turn to ice. Right, right. So we'll make that determination probably a little closer tomorrow evening. Now, what what all is happening at the library? Of course, not not when it's closed, but when everything's open and ongoing. <laughs> what all is well, going we, on? We obviously have started back story times and things like that after the after the first of the year. But our biggest news, and I just got word last night, our new bookmobile has arrived. It will be at the library this morning. Um, so they made it through from Ohio to get it delivered to us. So we're really excited about that. So you'll be seeing it around before too long. Well, actually, I just saw it pull in a little while ago. Oh, well, there you go. So, there yeah, you go. It, it, it's a, I can confirm it. Peek. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> now, this, this uh, new bookmobile, it has been kind of a long time in the making because I believe the uh, order for it started during COVID. It did two years ago. It's been two years, and obviously trying to get supplies and things like that, um, you know, put the delivery time off. And then right before Christmas, they had it ready, but they had such a backlog of, of vehicles that had to be delivered that we just had to wait our turn. So, uh, you know, being a part of a library system, did you ever think you would be in the middle of? Uh, of course, a COVID pandemic, and then uh, learning all about how car parts and van parts are on back order. <laughs> no, it never occurred to me that that would be part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> so but we had great staff. We had great staff that really took took a um, a lead on it, especially Garrett Crowell, who passed away suddenly in November. Um, but he and Mike Cleves and the rest of the bookmobile staff have, have been really great to get all this done. Now, this new bookmobile, a little bit smaller than the old one, but what are some of the differences that you've noticed? Well, I've only seen pictures, but uh, it is smaller. It's more the size of like a church van, Um, but it will have mobile shelving, meaning these things can be taken off. The shelving can be rolled off of the bookmobile, reloaded, depending on where they're going, so that they can uh, really... um, make the collection uh, fit the place that they're going. Uh, you know, if you're going to a daycare, obviously you need more, you know, easy books and picture books and things. But if you're going to, say, an assisted living, you might need something totally different. You might need some audio books. And so it allows us to specialize that collection depending on where they're going. 
um, there will be some technology there. There will be a lift, so there will be uh, ability for people to get on and off the bus that might have had trouble in the past. So we're really excited about I think there's supposed to be a big screen TV and who knows what all. <laughs> <laughs> They were going crazy with it. They were having fun. So Well, that's neat. I, I noticed it did have a wrap on it, so it's obvious that it is part of the library system when it pulled in. Yes, and it's orange and teal from the pictures that I saw, so you can't miss it, I don't think. That, so, that, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and that old bookmobile, it, it was really getting uh, worn out and worn down, becoming more expensive to fix than the cost to actually replace it, I guess. It was. It was 15 years old, and it really could not. There were some problems with the framework and things like that, so it wasn't safe to drive anymore, and they, it really couldn't be fixed. And so we decommissioned it um, about two years ago. And again, we're talking with Director Rita Shacklett. She's the director of the Rutherford County Library System. And I know in the past we talked a little bit about the Eagleville Library and the idea of maybe uh, building a new library out that direction. Anything on that front? Nothing right now. We're still waiting. We'd love to have some property. Uh, we've got to start somewhere, but uh, we've just not had any luck at this point. And there's no buildings that are able to hold the weight of steel shelving and, and books either. You have to have a certain weight-bearing load on the floor. Um, and so there's just nothing there available that, that could do that. So, yeah, we're just kind of, it's one of those things you just have to bide your time and something will turn up at some point. But Nothing Nothing right now. When you talk about and think about a new library being built in Rutherford County, it's not the typical library that some folks grew up with. You've got a lot of technology that goes into these newer libraries. We do not only technology, but meeting space. That's been one of the big things we've tried to create in most of our existing buildings is meeting meeting room and meeting spaces because that's been a real high demand, especially since we got the Technology Engagement Center built. Uh, there's been more demand for um, meeting space, and those rooms stay full all the time. So Lineball's created some spaces. Smyrna's been working on theirs. They've got one room that they can use, but, uh, yeah, it's it's meeting spaces is prime real estate right now so we're trying to look at those kinds of things and the flexible space uh, you just have to make sure you can move things around when things when things change in technology and and demands from the public you've got to be able to make that happen now has any of your staff found any potential grants for 2024 that could help pay for a new library not at this point. Uh, there is a construction grant with the state that we have uh, used before, but it's only, a, I say only, it's $100,000. But when you're looking at several million dollars worth for a building, it it's kind of a drop in the bucket. But every drop helps. So, yeah, we'll just keep looking and, and keep our eyes and ears open. So if anybody knows of anything, let us know. And, of course, with uh, parts for a bookmobile on back order, and that was one of the problems you guys went through during the pandemic, we also saw really a huge rise in construction cost and construction materials even on back order. So right. I can imagine how expensive a new library would be. Right. Even when we built our technology center, which is just a little shy of 6,000 square feet, 
when we built that back in um, 2000, and let's see, it's five years old, so 2017, 18, um, the cost for building it was almost two million dollars um and so you know you gotta probably triple that by now i would think so uh, definitely and then uh, you also have the issue of of course home mortgages rising interest rates but that means all interest rates across the board are rising as well so if you got a bond to help build the library you'd be looking at an increased interest rate for that as well Right, and we try not to do things like that. We try to raise the money to be able to pay for it so that when it's built, it's paid for. Um, So, yeah. And, and gosh, I'm just sitting here thinking, if the cost to build the technology center was around $330 a square foot several years ago, I I would imagine today, I wouldn't be surprised at $500 or more per square foot. It could be. Could be, and, and we can't. We would need something much larger than that, uh, especially if not not in Eagleville so much. One that size could be built in Eagleville that would last them quite a long time. But anything else, like out in the Blackman area, someplace like that, it's going to have to be a lot bigger. And then you uh, you have the cost of land uh, unless you're right. building on you know something that somebody somehow donates or it's right. city property. Right. Right. Uh, city or county property. Yeah. It gets very expensive. <laughs> it does. It does. And so it's it's one of those long-haul things, and I doubt that I will be around to see any of that. So, Well, you know, that it's interesting because you are coming up to retirement. And I'm curious, when you first started, did you ever imagine that you'd be overseeing multi-million dollar building projects and, and so forth? Because you've seen a lot of change over those years. I have. Um, yeah, 48 years ago, no, I was just interested in working in the library. And when I went to library school, I said I would never be a cataloger, I'd never be a reference librarian, and I would never be a director, and I've done all of those things. <laughs> so, And enjoyed every minute of it, but it's, it's time. 48 years is long enough. You know, to be the director of a library system today, you really have to have a varied background in a lot of things, it seems like. Well, that or you just have a really good staff and a really good board like we do that uh, have those diverse uh, abilities and talents and that you draw on because obviously I'm not I'm not an engineer and I don't understand insurance and I'm not HR and I'm not, you know, all these things like even doing the bookmobile, uh, you know, I can look at vehicles, but as far as looking at specs and seeing what's best, that was somebody else that did that. And so it's it's making sure that your staff and your board are diversified enough that, you know, you draw on those strengths from other people. And, you know, so many years back, when the library, when you first became a part of the library, you didn't have to worry about an HR department or all these <laughs> other items that come up. No, we didn't even, we only had, um, we had one man that came in on Wednesday evenings because we were only open two nights a week that did janitor work. I say he did janitor work. He kind of did janitor work, but we took care of cleaning bathrooms and taking out trash and stuff every day because we didn't have, we didn't have a cleaning staff. We didn't have, and we didn't have an HR department and we didn't have, you know, we had a bookkeeper that started a month before I did was the first bookkeeper they ever had. 
And so, you know, everybody just did everything. And But it was much simpler. There was no alarm system on the building and, you know, all of that. So we just didn't have the, the things that we deal with now. Now, Rita, you're looking at retirement, what, at the end of February? End of February. So hopefully it won't be snowing those last few <laughs> weeks you're there. <laughs> I hope not, but you never know around here. You just kind of have to take it day at a time. But, uh, yeah. Has has it been exciting at times being at the library? Because you have seen those changes. I have, and, it, and I've loved every single minute of it. It's been a, it's been a great journey and um, one that I would do all over again. <laughs> I, I bet. And, and, you know, one of the unique and, and cool things that you guys have done in, in the past are some of those fundraisers that you have uh, helped participate in and, and just helped with. There's there's some been some great ones. There have, and our foundation board does a great job. They've actually got their next one planned for Saturday, April 6th. So be watching for, for that coming up. It'll be at Oakland's Mansion again this year. So we're looking forward to that. But they've they've raised some significant funds to be able to help us build new buildings and things. That's a good resource that we have. But a lot of people don't realize that we have a foundation. And so uh, it's a good opportunity. And probably next month or the or in March, we'll probably have somebody coming from the foundation to talk about that fundraiser. And what types of things do you foresee happening at the library, you know, in, in the future? What what kind of changes do you think could, could actually happen? Uh, your guess is as good as mine on that front, because things have changed so much um, just in the last five years that the way things change anymore, you know, next month it could be something different. And so you just have to kind of keep, keep your on the on what's going on and and be willing to adapt and be flexible and so uh, you know there's no telling what i i still see the library as a valuable place and a place where people come together whether it's for meetings or just for socialization i can't imagine um a library without physical books and materials because even though there's a rise in digital, like e-books and e-audios and streaming sources and things, there's still something for children to hold a book in their hand to get those vivid colors and, and the, the smell of the ink and the whole whole process. And, and of course, what's a, a library without story time and puppet shows and, and things like that? And so I, I don't see those kinds of things changing, but I do think that probably some of the ways we do things may change as technology changes. So, And of course, you know firsthand, you've seen it almost every day, kids love books and they love hearing stories, like you were saying, the story they time. Do. They do. We've seen, I'm seeing people come in now that are that came when they were children and they're bringing their grandchildren in. and And so, you know, those kinds of things, and even adults love to be read to. Um, so I think there's there's just something special about a story time where you have, you know, you get the wiggles out and you get a story read and, and the puppets are just, I think we'd have a, a mutiny on our hands if we ever tried to do away with puppet shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I know recently I, I gave my grandkids books, like three books, and you know, they, they're not at that point where they can read yet, but they love flipping through the pages and, and making oh. up their own story as best they can. Yes, and my I've got four little granddaughters, and uh, 
the two oldest will be five uh, next month, and they love, they get the books from the Imagination Library, and and um, but they go to the library and they get stacks of books and they love they love their books. So I I think that's that's something special that every parent should do for their child. You know, it's to get them you know exposed to that. I agree, and it, it's hard to believe, but you know, there's some kids, some you know, very young children out there who probably have never had their own book for whatever reason. Right. But it's it's sad to think growing up without without those books because there's something about them that I don't know kind of slows down and relaxes a child to uh, allow them to take in whatever it is they're looking at yeah and we have we have favorite books because Nan and Papa have a whole stack of books at their house so when they come to visit it's always Papa has certain books he reads and there's certain books that Nana reads and you can bring new books in but they still got their favorites and they want them read all the time and and they'll tell their parents well you're not that that's not the way that nana reads it or that's not the way that papa reads it you know and it's like well okay but (laughs) but there's something like you said about having having those books that are theirs too and the imagination library is a wonderful thing um i know that the united way is coming up on their storybook breakfast uh i think it's the third of february and uh, that that is a wonderful place to make donations, uh, monetary donations, because Dolly Parton provides a certain amount, but each county that per- participates in that program has to pay a certain amount of of money to be able to participate. And but getting a book every month until you're five years old, oh my, that's just think of what a start of a library that uh, their personal library that these kids get and it doesn't cost a parent anything so those children that can't really afford to buy books could still get their own books in the mail addressed to them and that's something special it is and they love it again talking with director rita shacklett of the rutherford county library system this morning and rita i believe next we're going to hear about some uh, different events going on at the library uh and and we've got that interview coming up in just a second but uh, thank you for joining us Thank you, Scott, and just be be watching, uh, listening to WGNS and watching our website and social media for closings um, after tomorrow. And again, so. library closed today and tomorrow. And tomorrow. And then we'll Correct. have uh, updates probably later on this afternoon or tomorrow, so on, on right. the rest of the week. Well, right. thank you for joining us. Thank you, Scott, and stay safe. Uh, will do. You too. Time right now, 840. You're listening to WGNS. Right now, the temperature outside in downtown Murfreesboro is at 11 degrees. A lot of closings and cancellations out there in Rutherford County, including MTSU. MTSU closed today. Essential personnel will be there, though, for work at MTSU. But read all the latest in closings, delays, and cancellations on our website at WGNSRadio.com. We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios on this Tuesday morning, today, the 16th of January. More news coming up. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hello and Happy New Year from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. As of last month, the Rutherford County Library System has introduced a revised library card policy. This updated policy includes three distinct types of library cards based on a patron's age. One juvenile car tailored to children up to 12 years old, another for young adults aged 13 to 17, and a regular all-access for individuals 18 years and older. The new card system is being implemented to make the library collection compliant with existing state, county, and local ordinances and policies. All cards held by patrons under the age of 18 will by default be set to the appropriate restricted access. To provide flexibility, parents and guardians can grant permission to their child to opt out of the restricted card system by coming in person to the library. And remember, the RCLS website has undergone a major overhaul since it was abruptly damaged during a software upgrade from the vendor late last year. The new website, which serves as a digital branch for the system, has been rolled out with new features and improvements being added every week. Please pardon our mess while we work to make these changes. Please note, all branches of the Rutherford County Library System will be closed Monday, February 19th for President's Day. But as always, you can still access all of our digital content 24-7 from Hoopla, Libby, and our online catalog. Now let's hear from Lineball Youth Services. Hello, this is Katie Turner, Youth Services Coordinator at Lineball Public Library. And this is Belle Kane, Youth Services Assistant at Lineball. We're continuing our journey through the alphabet in both all ages and itty bitty story times. We began the year with N is for New Year and we'll end in April with Z is for Zoo. Join us for all ages story times every Tuesday and Wednesday at 10 a.m and Itty Bitty Story Times on Thursdays at 10 a.m. And make sure to wear your PJs for our Q is for Quiet Pajama Story Time on January 30th and 31st. We're introducing a brand new art club for the whole family. Join the Collage Club on Sunday, January 21st at 2 p.m. We'll be creating vision boards for our New Year's goals. All ages are welcome. The Read It First Book Club will resume meeting on Fridays at 3 p.m. starting Friday, January 12th. Read It First is a book club for middle grade readers. Each week, we'll discuss the juvenile fiction chapter book of the month. On the last Friday, we'll watch the movie together. January's book and movie will be Artemis Fowl by Ian Colfer. Check out our catalog for information about both physical and digital copies of this book. Do you have a child who is struggling or a new reader? Does your child love to read? Does your child love dogs? We have the perfect opportunity for you here at Linebaugh. Call to register to read to a trained reading education assistance dog. The dogs love to listen to children read while being petted and cuddled. Stevie and General will be here on Mondays from 3.30 to 5 p.m. and on Saturday 
February 10th at 10 a.m., we're introducing Frankie the Poodle to our reading pause schedule. Not sure where to start on your YA reading list for 2024? Kick off your New Year's resolutions with our tween and teen YA book bundles event. From December 31st to January 14th, scan the QR code online and in the YA section at Linebaugh and share your book preferences with us on the form. Then, from January 15th to the 21st, our team will curate a specially tailored book bag just for you. Finally, from January 23rd to 31st, swing by Linebaugh to pick up your personalized bundle and embark on an exciting reading journey. Don't miss out on this unique book experience to kick off the new year. In February, join us for a cupcake decorating workshop, Saturday the 10th at 1 p.m. All food and decorating materials will be provided. If you're a tween or teen who'd like to get more involved with the library and youth programming, consider joining our Teen Advisory Board. The Teen Advisory Board, or TAB for short, meets on the first Saturday of each month at 3 p.m. For more information, please contact Joabi at J-A-N-D-R-A-D-E at rclstn.org or call 615-893-4131, extension 138. For more information about any of Lineball Library's programs, please contact 615-893-4131, extension 114, visit our Youth Services page at rclstn.org, or follow us for all of our events on the RCLS Facebook page. We hope to see you soon at Linebaugh. Hello, this is Ginger Graves, branch manager of the Smyrna Public Library. I'd like to invite everyone to attend the Friends of Smyrna Library's Super Friends Saturday. On Saturday, January 27th at the Smyrna Public Library, you can enjoy a free bowl of soup from the Friends of Smyrna Library. This annual Super Friends Saturday event is a membership drive for gaining new Friends of Smyrna Library members. The Friends of Smyrna Library was established in 1987 as a 501c3 nonprofit organization to promote the interest and welfare of the Smyrna Public Library. We look forward to seeing you make new friends and enjoy free soup at the Super Friends Saturday event on January 27th from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock at the Smyrna Public Library located at 400 Enon Springs Road West in Smyrna. You may be familiar with Smokey Bear and the message he shares. Only you can prevent wildfires. But did you know that Smokey Bear celebrates his 80th birthday this year? That's right. Since 1944, Smokey has worked hard to inspire Americans to prevent wildfires. Smyrna Public Library is very excited to welcome Smokey Bear to the visit to the library on Wednesday, January 31st at 10 o'clock. Make plans to attend the Smokey Bear program at Smyrna Library so you can personally wish a happy birthday to Smokey Bear. Crafters of all ages are invited to attend a multi-generational crafting connection program. On Friday, February 9th at 10 o'clock, the Smyrna Public Library offers Crafting Connection. At Crafting Connection, you will have the opportunity to make a watercolor Valentine's Day card. This free program is open to everyone of all ages and abilities. We look forward to seeing you soon at the Smyrna Public Library. 
Join us as we kickstart the Harry Nelson Memorial Adult Winter Reading Program, representing Lineball Library's promotion of literacy and support of local businesses. It's named for one of our beloved patrons who loved reading and music. The program runs from January 28th through March 9th, and it challenges participants to read and review at least six books during those six weeks. Those who complete the program will receive a gift card from Simply Pure Sweets and a book from the Friends of Lineball Library's bookstore. One person will be randomly selected to receive a $250 gift card from another local business and their name will be engraved on the Harry Nelson WRP plaque that hangs year-round across from the circulation desk. During the program, each week we'll randomly select a review and those people will receive books and gift cards from different local businesses. Registration begins Saturday, January 20th, and to help kickstart the program, Harry's favorite band, the Jake Leg Stompers, will perform at Lineball Library from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Hope to see you there. Happy 2024 from the Technology Engagement Center. We are feeling pretty creative this year. The Adult Maker Club has been a hit. We'll meet again in February on the first Sunday to enjoy the company of other crafters and make something fun. Valentine? Anti-Valentine? You can choose. Pre-registration is required as space is limited. Ages 16 to adult. This event is free and all materials are provided. Glowforge and 3D printer orientations are offered weekly if you'd rather learn how to use the library's equipment and then go at your own pace. For the younger set, Crafty Tween Teen Club meets to hang out, be creative, and unleash your imagination for ages 10 and older. Tiny Tech and Tinker Tech are our weekly STEAM programs for kids to learn about scientific method and experiment. Tiny Tech is designed for the pre-K crowd and meets on Tuesday mornings. Tinker Tech is aimed more for elementary kids and takes place after school on Thursdays but all ages are always welcome at these fun learning events. Step into the enchanting world of classic fairy tales at our revamped story times. We'll take magical journeys with beloved characters from the Brothers Grimm to classic mythology. Children of all ages will be swept away by timeless tales and get inspired to create their own fairy tales. Help instill a love for literature that will last a lifetime. The Cryptid Club meets monthly to learn about a new cryptid creature and discuss the folklore, stories, and theories surrounding the sightings of these fun phenomena. Learn more about cryptozoology and do some related science and art activities. This is an all-ages program. Come to the tech to play Dungeons & Dragons. There is a drop-in group with short campaigns designed for players who are teens or adults just starting out with RPGs. Got questions? Call us. Every day, your local public library creates connections, ignites curiosity, and advances lives. Take Your Child to the Library Day is on February 3rd, and it's a fantastic way to encourage your child to read, understand the importance of local libraries, learn about the resources they provide, as well as installing in them an importance of education. Visit the tech as we'll have stories and family programming all day long. We are celebrating Tennessee's own titan of libraries, Dolly Parton, on her birthday, January 19th, with a story time dedicated to her. This family-friendly event is a wonderful opportunity to honor her incredible contributions to music and literacy. 
Don't miss this chance to be a part of the birthday celebration of the one and only Dolly Parton. We are starting a new coding class series. The first installment is an introduction to Pico 8, a fantasy console for making, sharing, and playing games and programs. Fun for ages 8 to 108, we'll be meeting on the last Saturday of the month. We update information for both the Sci-Fi Book Club and Books and Brews eBook Club via social media and the book club's page on rclstn.org. Check it out and join us for some lively discussions. More details for our events can be found on the Rutherford County Library System website calendar and we post to all social media. These programs are free and open to the public. The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, the Technology Engagement Center, and the newly opened Historical Research Center. And remember, all RCLS events are free and open to the public unless otherwise stated. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. For a list of everything heard here today and for more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org. We've been driving for six hours, and I haven't coughed once. Well, you took Mucinex DM 12-hour, right? It gives you 12 full hours of cough and chest congestion relief. Really? 12 hours? That means you still get to enjoy another six hours of me singing road trip songs. Yay. Mucinex DM tablets have one immediate release layer and one long-lasting extended release layer to provide cough and chest congestion relief for a full 12 hours. Whoa, whoa, baby. Buy Mucinex DM 12-hour now for 12-hour cough and chest congestion relief. Use as directed. Markets are trembling. Don't be a casualty of economic upheaval. Do what I did and embrace the safety of gold. Talk to the experts at Noble Gold Investments today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. With gold at an all-time high, you need to jump on this. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. And we're talking about the Rutherford County Library System. And as we close this morning, we're going to be talking with Sandra Chenault. Sandra is the chair of the Friends of Limeball Library, the Cultural and Arts Committee. And Sandra, good morning to you. Good morning, Scott. I understand a big event is coming up, and that's the annual Friends of Limeball Lunch. That's, uh, what, this Saturday? It's not until the 27th. Okay, so and the 27th. It's our lunch, and this is our, I think, 13th year for it. Oh, wow. Um, uh, so we are looking forward to it, especially because this year we have someone who is from Murfreesboro originally, and she has gone on to uh, 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 become an author, and she has a, a degree in history. Her name is Rachel Louise Martin, and uh, she grew up in Murfreesboro. She became a historian and has written two very interesting books. Um, about lo- pretty much local history. One is called Hot Hot Chicken, about, you know, hot chicken in Nashville. But little do most of us know that this represents some cultural changes 
in the uh, uh, desegregation of Nashville. And then the, her most recent book, and the one that's um, going to be featured at her author at the author luncheon, is called "A Most Tolerant Little Town," about the about the forced desegregation of the high school in Clinton, Tennessee, in 1956. And it's a little known chapter of Tennessee history, and it's really fascinating. So, how can people get more involved and uh, even attend this lime ball lunch? Well, um, if it's hard, it's hard for me to say this because I would typically say that if you could get to the library and make your reservation uh, in the next day or two, then it would be possible. But I know they're going to be closed, and we—I'm uh, afraid it's too late to. Uh, we'll be too late to make reservations later in the week because we have to turn our numbers in for the uh, caterers. But you can still support Limeball Library by becoming a member and shopping in our bookstore, which I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, we're coming up on our first anniversary of our bookstore inside Limeball Library, and it's open Every week now, we don't just have those once-a-month sales down in the parking garage. We have an indoor location. It's uh, on the main level of Limeball Library. We're open on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 to 1 and 3 to 6. And then we're open the third Saturday of each month from 9 to 1. And and um, this coming Saturday, the 20th, Weather cooperating, we will have something we haven't had since last year. We're going to have, or since 2022, I guess, we're going to have a $5 a bag sale. And that means you can fill up a paper grocery bag and it'll only cost you $5. Oh, cool. And I guess during regular hours when there's not snow on the ground, tell us again when folks can stop by for that bookstore. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 to 1, and then we have a little break and then come back 3 to 6. And this is in the Limeball Library itself. In the library. When you walk in, you go past the circulation desk, you keep walking through all the uh, movies and, you know, the DVDs and those kinds of things, and we're right behind that. So we're there, you know, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we're open, we're only open one Saturday a month, and that's the third Saturday. That was our regular sale date anyway, and that's from 9 to 1. We're already out of time, but again, Sandro, the chair of the Friends of Limeball Library Cultural and Arts Committee, and if you'd like to learn more, simply stop by the new bookstore and just ask about it and how you can get involved. I guess that's the best way to do it. Yes, that is the best way, and we'd be glad to have anybody who is more interested to help work in our bookstore. We have an eBay store. We have lots of opportunities for people who want to get involved and want to uh, give back to, to Limeball Library and the branches. We also support um, Myrtle Glenton Lord branch at Patterson Park, and we also support the, tennis, the Technology Engagement Center. Well, Sandra, thank you again for joining us this morning. 
Thank you for giving me a chance, Scott. All right. Be careful out there. The roads are slick, so be safe. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) All right. Take care. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Local news with Ron Jordan comes your way next right here on WGNS. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.